<laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you totally threw uh, me up. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome to episode 17 of Girls yeah. with Anxiety. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just a little jokester right now. Um, just to just preface really quick. Um, this topic that we're going to talk about, we have a guest interview today. It uh, might be a little sensitive. It's talking about eating disorders um, and the anxieties and um, and the wraparound around that topic. And so I just wanted to kind of give a forewarning to people if that's not something that you're ready to listen to or if it's something that's a little too sensitive to you, just hit next or hit back and listen to episode 16. Um, and just to kind of get into the dig of it, obviously, Hempland USA is still back in that CBD. I think it's a great product. Um, use code GWA at checkout for 20% off. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. How are you doing, my little Heike? Good. How obviously, are you? Um, oh, yeah. I'm Heike. <laughs> Um, I'm good, just um, moving or moved, got all of my stuff in um, in Steven's house now, and so now I realize that I have a tiny hoarding tendency, and I love Now you're just realizing? <laughs> <laughs> like, love all of my rocks and crystals and tiny figurines, it's like the... <laughs> you guys, Heiko was at my house the other day when I was packing up, and I put a a handful of tiny animal creatures in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been my life, just working and moving and trying to be, um, trying to like remember that, like Stephen, you said it last night, like nothing is going anywhere here. Like you don't have to do this all yeah. right now. And my brain is like, everything needs to be done right now. And so um, trying to just uh, practice patience and kindness and like sit in observance with myself versus like judging and being mad and critical because we all know I can be like that too. Yeah. But otherwise good. That's Happy. good. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking stoked for my life. Like I'm so excited. It's amazing. I feel so lucky. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just couldn't swallow my spit and I, Heike knows I drool a lot too. And yes. I slept next to her the other day. <laughs> I saw her pillow when we woke up. <laughs> but how are you? Um, I'm good. Last week was a little intense for me. Um, I was headed down to Disneyland, and then my mom called. And instead of going to Disneyland, I met her at the hospital. So I am was mentally drained from that for a few days. But she's great. Sodium level was really low, and now we know the steps to not to keep it maintained and not dip below a certain number but I just need to um, build my boundaries with my mom to make sure that I'm not overstepping with her and making sure to keep on or I keep on asking to make sure she's okay and like I need to trust that because then you're like wanting to mother her yeah and like I can't do that that I'm just not I'm not there yet and she's not there yet. Mm -hmm. So I need to respect that and be like, okay, she's, she's okay when she says she is, or we're going to build this unhealthy, like she's going to rely too much on me. And if she doesn't text me at a certain time in the morning then I'm like, oh my God, something bad's happened to her. You know, like I just need to take a breath, step back 
and I gave her the tools and now it's up to her. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, It's really draining. It's really draining. And to see your parent or loved one in the hospital is just really hard. And thankfully it was nothing serious. Right. So, but it's still, it's just traumatic because it is feeling all of the feelings, yeah, like especially before you know, like what the tests show, yeah, what the results are. There's just like that uneasy feeling where you're like, your brain can go a mile, like a million miles. Yeah, an hour. I wanted to just run out the hospital room, yeah. like, just I, I don't want to deal with this, and that makes me feel then really selfish because I want to be there for her and I am her person, so. So it's just like a balancing act and it just like seeing her in the hospital, like so little and fragile and like, like it was hard for her to like eat a sandwich, but I understand like she was like hooked up and stuff like that. So it's like, and she was weak. She was weak. And like, yeah. I saw, I've been checking in on her and like yesterday I saw her and she looked amazing mm-hmm. and like, she looked healthy, strong and like back to normal. So even better than before, you know? So yeah. And one thing, like, too, is, like, you have, like, I just want to say, like, I totally get that feeling of, like, wanting to just, like, escape yeah. those feelings. But it, it's because it's scary. Yeah. Not because you're selfish. No. Okay. Because yeah. Because it, it's scary. Yeah. Like, you're not a doctor. Yeah. You don't work in a hospital every day to where you're used to that environment, all seeing all the people, seeing people sick in and out. You're not sitting in an emergency room every day. So yeah. it's scary. It's different. So, like, I don't think you're selfish. I just think that you were scared. No, I appreciate that. Like, I haven't even, like, looked at it that way. I've been just, like, beating myself up. Like, oh, I'm selfish. Like, why would I think something like that? But I was giving myself really terrible anxiety. And I'm like, I cannot do this to myself because I'm telling my mom that she can't be overthinking. Mm-hmm. And, like, look at me. I'm doing exactly what I'm telling her not to do. <laughs> But, and then I journaled and to get, like, everything out on, like, pen to paper, like, made me feel better. But, yeah, other than that, good. This is, well, when this episode comes out, I will be 32 years old. Oh, my gosh, yeah. 32, pink hair and unemployed. So, you just tell me how I'm doing in life. So, (laughs) I I love it. I mean, but. So, Heike is for hire. Yes. If I need help with anything. Um, no, but I'm still enjoying it. I'm taking my time. You should. So. There's no. You're in a perfect position. Yeah. To where you can take your time. And so honor that. Yeah, I am. Because you're worth it. Thank you. You're beautiful. Your pink hair is fucking beautiful. Thanks. I almost bought blue hair dye. Oh, my God. She. Yes. And then it would be exactly like our. Our logo and like when we first like met each other and mm-hmm. dyed hair and I know it'll get there. It will. My hair will start to sprout blonde hair and it will really be no. Gray. It's just gonna and grow then. in blue. Like your her <laughs> natural hair color should just be blue. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I would totally have blue hair for the rest of my life. Um. Although this one time when I worked oh, for a beauty, <laughs> I know I sh- I shouldn't even go into this, but I will. So it's just about like, internet trolls. So this one time when I worked for a boutique, I like a picture of me was taken in like a showroom and my hair was blue and it was short and it was curly as it always is. And somebody wrote on the comments, um, what's his name from Simpsons, the boss? 
who has a long nose and he sits in the tower where smoke comes out of. I don't know, but he she pretty he pretty they pretty much made fun of me and called me like a character from The Simpsons. Smith, <laughs> what is it, Smithers? Yeah, but isn't he bald? Okay, well, which one's the one with blue hair? I don't know. Uh, pretty much the person who is Mo. Yeah, I don't know who it was. He's I'd the bartender. Whoa. Wait, what's Bart's friend? Millhouse. Millhouse oh. blue has blue hair. Does he? No, but this one. You know what? I'll find it and I'll tell you guys on episode 18. <laughs> if we remember. Anyways, we're super excited about this episode <laughs> with Eden. She was so kind yeah. to come on and really discuss or discuss her her food anxieties with us. Like Neg said, if this is something that is triggering or you can't you're not ready to listen, um, just skip forward. But she has very she has you know, tips of... I feel like it incites hope. Exactly. There you go. And yep. She took the words right out of my mouth, even <laughs> though I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Thank I, you. Yeah, I think it incites hope. And um, she definitely, at the end of the episode, and we'll tag everything in the, like, show notes, too. So, like, even if you're not ready to listen to the episode, but you are struggling or know somebody who's struggling with um, body dysmorphia in any way, like, you can reach out to her. You can reach out to us. Um, I'd advise, like, reading her essay. Yeah. It's really great. Um, checking out her website and her things, too. But um, we really hope you enjoy this episode. I think it's really special, and um, it's it needs to be a conversation yeah. that's constantly had, especially with um, the power that media has on us today. And um, don't lose sight of your own body and, and your own beauty. Yeah. And booty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And enjoy the episode. <laughs> Today on GWA, we have a special guest, a friend near and dear to my heart, former work wife and spell checker, a kind and caring soul with a dash of sash, sass, a lover of fashion, pasta, cheese, and all the sauces, <laughs> who is so brave and incredible for coming on today to share her story and her path through food and weight anxieties, where it led her and where she is now, Eden Frost-Stewart! All right. Hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, how are you? Thanks for joining us today. I'm great. It's so nice to have you guys here. I know. Your house Good is so beautiful. Um. BD says hello, too. It is her dog, and <laughs> he's lovely and wagging his... Well, he shook his tail for one second. He shook his butt a minute yeah, ago. He said hi, too. <laughs> but he's here. Um, how are you? How are things? Things are good. Um, you know, I just showed you guys around my house. Beautiful. So all almost done. Um, beautiful Thursday out. Nice to be it with is. friends. Yeah. Excited to talk about some important stuff and excited to be here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for this topic. I feel like it's one that's not um, addressed a lot and it's not, um, it's almost, I think, easy to kind of like brush it aside for people especially because it talks we're talking about bodies and obviously everybody has sovereignty over their own body and we we all try to kind of walk around each other and and not try to offend each other or whatnot and um I'm so excited to hear your story and learn about your path and um I think that all of our audience members like will totally benefit um because I'm sure so many people can relate on so many different levels um do you want to kick us off and kind of just tell us from the beginning like what where it started what what um what it has been like yeah definitely 
Um, I think, like you said, this is a topic that everyone can relate to, especially women. It's something that we grow up very conscious of our bodies, how they should be looking. Society definitely has a lot of standards. And then yourself, you have ways that you want to look, ideas in your head about like a certain number you want to see on the scale, a size you want to be. Um, and I think, too, growing up in Orange County, going to college in San Diego, um, which is where I went to school, you're in these like beach season 24 mm -hmm. seven all year round where like you want to look good, you're going to be in your swimsuit. Um, and for me, most of my issues kind of started when I got to college. Um, I always say like throughout middle school and high school, I was interested in like wanting to be skinny. Like you look at models and that's like, wow, like what's it like to look like that? What's yeah. it like to be so skinny? But it wasn't like a priority to me and it wasn't like, oh, I could do that, like, I need to be that. So it was kind of like, oh, dang, that looks great. Look at these, like, skinny girls, jeans and a T-shirt, mm -hmm. bathing suits, perfect body. Um, but school was my priority. My friends were my priority. Um, but college is such a – it's an interesting time in your life because you're going away from home, you're around new people, and it kind of gives you this chance to not necessarily recreate yourself but kind of go after things that are – different for you and new for you and things that you may have wanted to do and now you have this new arena to do that yeah um, and you're like out of your like safety net your bubble and you're just like okay like this could be like m the new Eden mm -hmm. like here I am presenting yeah. to the world totally and I think it's interesting too because summer of or after my senior year of college or high school is when I started kind of being more conscious of what I looked like and like wanting to work out more and I did start going to the gym a lot um, and then by a not great twist of fate, I got really sick and I had to get my tonsils out and it was going to be August before school started. And I was like, crap, I'm going to have like a month of summer where I'm just cooped up in bed. I won't be able to like hang out with my friends, like going to be in pain, like this sucks. And by the end of that month, I had lost like eight or nine pounds and I was like, Ooh, I look good. Like going into college, like. I look skinny, I look like excited to like go meet people yeah. and like have this new kind of body working for me. Um, so I got to college at a weight where, and numbers are so different for people. Like mm -hmm. honestly now I don't even know what I weigh, but like at the time a normal weight for me at like 5'9 was like 140 pounds, which is a lot less than I weigh now and that's fine. But going into college I was like under, 130 and wow. so I was like very thin and I was like okay this is a cool number for me and I think that I'll come back to numbers because that's something that people really fixate on and gives you a lot of anxiety but I had that kind of number going into college I liked how I looked meeting people this was my weight um, school starts you're out with new friends you got the diner open all the time like college is hard you're staying up late doing like a lot of studying eating kind of whatever you want I still worked out a ton um, but I remember the freshman 15 is very real <laughs> and when I got home from like winter break I had started gaining weight and I was like oh I want to get back to that like under like around 130 like that's going to be a good number for me and then I just like kept gaining weight which was like part of being in school and like eating like crap also like you're becoming a woman you're like yes. no no longer like True. this like young teenager, teenager like you're yeah. becoming an adult so it's like absolutely and I think that's something that like I wish I appreciated more totally. and I can definitely appreciate more about myself now um but yeah like your body's changing your life is changing your atmosphere is changing 
Um, and spring break, I remember I weighed myself and I was like over 150 pounds. And I was like, oh crap, like I'm doing something about this. Like this mm. is not cool. And I remember getting together with like all my girlfriends from high school and like they all looked like super thin and like ready for summer. And I was like, I'm the only one that's like gained weight. Like I'm not doing this, like not happening. And at the time I was like, okay, not a big deal. Gonna take care of this, let's do it. But the way that I decided to do that was a juice cleanse. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a juice cleanse for a week. Let's see how that goes. And then after that, I'm gonna start counting my calories. And I had a number for my calories. It'll be 1200 calories and an hour of cardio. And that's how I'm gonna lose the weight. And Wait, I'd only, sorry, just juice, nothing else. Like The juice cleanse was for a week, sorry, that kind of No, 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 but just like, it. yeah, for like a week, just juice. Just juice for a week with like a protein juice and then like juice for an entire week I couldn't while I'm in school. Yeah, wow. Like, and I had like my backpack filled with like all my juices for the Like cl- clinking around. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I did this juice cleanse and this was, I kind of have this date in my mind. It started on April 1st and this was my freshman year, April 1st. And so I you're did 18? This 19. I just turned 19. Okay. So I have this like start date of kind of where everything really started happening with my um, body issues and how like it's a very clear timeline from this point. So like I do this juice cleanse after the juice cleanse, I lost 10 pounds and I'm like, great wow. water weight or not. Like it definitely like got me motivated to keep going. And then I was like, okay, now step two is count my calories and work out more than I already do. Let's go. So I got an app that helped you count your calories and it was super easy just like putting in what you do. <laughs> the squeaking Sorry. is my dog. Beauty. I love it. Um, so that was like another very like easy, easy, I do in quotes, way of knowing what I'm eating, working out. If I stick to this, this plan will work. Yeah. And very like couple weeks after of doing this, I was like, okay, 1200 calories is easy. I can do less than that. Like vegetables have like no calories in them I can keep working out and eat less and less and maybe it'll get me losing weight faster um so that's what I did I at one like I'm kind of jumbling around because it's now I'm almost five years since I've had any of these like really um bad like food issues and so it kind of like takes you back to this place of like that's crazy. Yeah. Like the fact of like how little I was eating and like how obsessed I started being with food and it took such a short amount of time. Um, quick question. Like how did you feel like mentally when you were like, I know you were like really proud of yourself. Like, okay, like look at me. Like I lost this weight, but like did your schoolwork suffer at all? Like, like what were you going through? Like mentally? Yeah. Minus the fact of like being like, looking at the scale and being like super proud of that but like that's like um one hand I'm lucky that I was still able to and it's interesting too because a lot of people didn't know how bad my eating disorders ever got and like I still did really well in school I've had that to focus on but I'll say those first couple months like the end of my freshman year I suffered like losing my friendships like my priorities were working out eating in school and instead of like going to the dining hall with my friends and like my roommate and stuff it was like oh I already ate whether I did or not I didn't care because I was like I'm not going to go with them because they're going to see me eat my 10 slices of cucumber with vinegar on it Mm -hmm. and they're going to have a problem with that or I can just pretend that I've already eaten or eat by myself so I definitely started not caring about maintaining my friendships Um, around this time I'd probably 
I lost at this point before the freshman year ended, I'd probably already lost about 25 pounds. Wow. So I was well on my way of losing weight. I was excited. You know, I started weighing myself every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So calculated, very calculated. Everything was like a number, which was easy to be in control of. And it was also something that like, as long as I was doing the numbers, I was okay. And as soon as I started veering from that is when I started getting like really, really anxious. And I remember with food, like I said, I started with 1200 calories, which I could eat a lot. Yeah. 1200 calories. And then I was like, I can eat 900 calories. No problem. I started getting down to like 700 calories a day, um, burning at the gym more than that. Cause I'd be at the gym for over two hours. Whoa. Um, and then when school was wrapping up a lot of the girls that I was friends with, and I'm still was able to keep those friendships today. And I'm really thankful for that, but they would be like, Whoa, like what you doing? Like, are you going to stop trying to lose weight soon? And I was like, no, why? Like, it's happening easy. It's happening quick. Like, I'm loving the way I'm looking right now. Um, Did you have a set goal weight or were you just like, the skinnier, the better? My goal started at 130, like my going into college weight. And when I ended school, I was under 130. And so I was like, okay, this is going pretty quickly. And it was weird too, because as long as I stuck to like my calories and my working out, it was happening. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I stood on the scale and I weighed less. And it was like happening so quickly that by the time I got home and like my aunts and uncles, my brothers were seeing me, everyone was like, geez, like Eden. And I was like, everyone's like jealous. Like they're yeah. like rude. Mm-hmm. Like I'm happy. I'm, I'm healthy. I thought like all I eat is like vegetables and I work out like I'm a healthy person, like lay off. Yeah. And I remember my mom sending me this article and it was about orthorexia and explaining like what it means when you're so obsessed about certain foods and I read that article and I was like oh come on like so what people shouldn't eat cookies they shouldn't eat like chocolate they shouldn't eat carbs like that stuff is bad for you yeah and I was like yeah what's wrong with that um and then like it kept kind of progressing and I remember finishing the article and I was like don't worry mom like I won't get that bad and I look back to that point and I'm like oh my god we were like so far past like Um, And so summer came and I really started losing touch with all my high school friends because they want to go out and eat. I don't want to eat around anyone. Um, I was also dating. um, Now he's my husband, but my (laughs) boyfriend at the time and we'd started long distance. And so like he was home for the summer. I was home for summer. And I was like, fine, if these girls that I was friends with just want to talk about me, I got my boyfriend, I got the gym, I got my calorie count app, like I'm set. I'm good. Um, But that's when the routine kind of shifted you know you're not in school you're around people you can't like avoid the fact that you like barely eat anymore you don't have that schedule um and I remember like if people were like oh let's go to this restaurant or like let's go do this and one was a date with Michael and he's like oh let's go to Lucille's barbecue and I was like yeah I love barbecue and I was like crap what am I going to eat there and I like pulled up the menu and everything is like over a thousand calories just for like one single thing. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I was like, okay, if I can get the salad with no dressing and vegetables, I might have enough calories to have like a couple pieces of tri tip. And I was like, I can't pretend I like barbecue and then like go on this date and not eat anything. Yeah. And so like for days I was trying to plan out what I was gonna eat. And thank God, like the plan changed at the last minute and we didn't end up going there. And I was like, Oh, I already ate dinner anyway, like it's good. Um, and so I'll say like 
that summer is when I realized how anxious I was getting about food, um, the thought of like having to be around people and eat, and for them to like know that I was doing something wrong. Um, and it was in July that I stepped on the scale and this day is like so clear to me. I stepped on and I was 110 pounds. Oh my gosh. And at that point I wasn't even trying to lose weight anymore. It was just like such a conditioned part of me. It was like, wake up, have your quarter cup of oats, go to the gym for two hours, eat a bag of steamed broccoli, maybe go on another workout or like walk or something. And then it was like, okay, now I get to go to the beach with Michael and just like relax and not worry about it tomorrow. I can leave his house early and start it over again. And so I realized that 110 pounds was like, that's crazy at five, nine. Yeah. And I had lost 17 pounds since the beginning of summer. And I remember when I got home and my mom saw me and like everyone saw that I lost weight. Like I went to the doctor and I was 127 and they were like, this is like really as low as your body should be for your height. Like you want to keep healthy, like amount of fat, you need carbs, you're growing you're developing like don't do this and I was like okay but in the back of my mind I'm like dang this is so cool like I'm so skinny um but 110 pounds like that freaked me out and so I was like okay I'll stop counting my calories and that same day is the day that I just like spiraled because I was like okay I can still eat the same stuff I know roughly like what kind of calories were in those but now there's not an app that's showing me how much I ate so if I get home and my mom made dinner or my brothers got fast food, I'm like, I can have like a few bites of that. I'd get in bed and I was like, oh God, that probably had like 600 calories in it for one bite of food. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And that's when I started throwing up. And it was just like this cycle that happened within a matter of months. Like I go back to that April 1st date of when I did that dumb juice cleanse and then started counting my calories. And this is the beginning of July. <laughs> and I'd lost over 40 pounds. And how, and how long? Almost 50 pounds in four months. What? It was just like insanity. Yeah. Um, like how did you have energy to even like go, yeah. Like, yeah, get up, go to the gym for two hours when you were burning more calories yeah. than you I were think intaking? For that, it was such a like, whoa, I can't believe that like this is my body right now. And like I'd wake, I'd it's sleep. It's like mind over. Yeah. And it was like, I was tired. I could count on one hand the entire summer of 2013, the amount of days I didn't go to the gym. Less than whoa. five days the entire summer. But like, would you get up and be like, whoa, I got up too fast. Like I feel dizzy. No, like I, I'm going to faint. What I started noticing was just like getting super sensitive and super like testy. If anyone mm. like said anything about me, I'd start crying mm. a lot. Um, if people tried to like voice any concerns, it was, I didn't want to hear it. Um, at the same time, like the people that did try to say things to me, like they weren't coming from a place of kindness. It wasn't like, Hey, I've noticed this about you. I'm kind of worried. It was like, Judgment. you've lost a lot of weight. Like something must be wrong with you. And actually a lot of rumors started about me, like doing drugs, never done any drugs, <laughs> Um, like that there was like some serious problems in my family that I was depressed. And at that time, I'm like, none of that is true except for like further down the road, I did get super depressed. Yeah. Um, and I had like such bad anxiety about like what will happen if I gain weight now. And I think that like you reach this goal and then for me, I wanted to keep going cause it was easy and it just kept happening. Um, but 
when that's happening, you're kind of out of control now. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped counting my calories, I was out of control about that. So my anxiety about like keeping a certain calorie count shifted to like an anxiety of not knowing how much I've eaten and feeling like super out of control in that way. And like the only way to control to have any control is to like focus on your food and your weight. And it's hard too when like these anxieties are around your body um, because you're stuck in your body all the time. You know, it's hard when you have anxiety about food, you need food to live. Mm -hmm. Um, And so and it's hard to have anxiety about working out because for a lot of people, it's such a healthy release. And like for me, I really, really liked working out. But that summer, it became like a mandatory thing. Like I obsessive. had to do this super obsessive. I would try to physically burn on the elliptical more than I was eating. Like your body naturally burns calories all day long. Yeah. And so it's like I was eating like now maybe six or seven hundred calories, not counting anymore. But like you knew just knowing what I was eating. Um, and so that was just hard. And after that point too, I was like, okay, well, I don't need to be 110 pounds anymore. I can like gain some weight from here. Um, and I did. And then I was like, okay, well slow down. You're getting to like 117. Like let's not go too fast. Um, and that's when I started getting panic attacks about how my body looked. And I remember getting to Hawaii, um, and I had said bye to Michael for the summer. He was going back up to school. Um, and I got to Hawaii, and the gym wasn't open. And I'm like, oh, God, I can't work out right now. I'm going to go for a run. And then that night, I came back to, like, our condo, and I was sleeping. And the way that my legs touched each other was I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't handle it because just maybe 12 days before that, if you lay on your side, I'd lay on my side, my knees touching, nothing in between my legs would touch. And it was just like, those were things to me that made me feel comfortable. So it was like, okay, having a really big gap in my legs, like maybe I didn't eat very well today, but I could lift my legs up and be like, okay, cool. The gap's still there. Okay. My shoulder bones are still poking out. My ribs are still poking out and saying this out loud. I'm like, it did not look good. Yeah. It didn't feel good. And like, I thought that I had this like perfect body that I'd always wanted and I had it. And I was feeling like it was slipping through my fingers mm-hmm. because I was just, it's not sustainable. Yeah, you can't maintain that. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Not at all. And so I remember freaking out, hyperventilating, crying. And my mom's like, oh, come on. Like, you're okay. You miss your boyfriend. Like, he just had to go to school. And I was like, no, like, something is wrong with me. Like, I've messed myself up. Yeah. And it was so frustrating because in four months' time, I managed to do years worth of damage to myself. Like physically emotionally like it was crazy and I remember getting back to school my sophomore year I lived by myself so like I could do all my weird food stuff like I could eat nothing or I could binge and I could throw up and no one needed to know about it um and that just like like I said none of this is sustainable like if you want to have like a healthy body and a healthy relationship with your body you need to feel happy Mm -hmm. and you need to feel good about how you're doing it and the fact that I just was trying to hide so much of it was making it even worse yeah and I think it's it's hard trying to like talk to people about these issues because some people can relate most people I'd say can relate to not liking parts of their body a lot of people can't relate to eating 600 calories and like obsessing about your bones and like 
needing to needing to work out for like hours it's just not something that you can be like oh I get that like keep yeah. talking about it it's like whoa that's like scaring me yeah um and people get nervous when you're scared about that kind of stuff um how was like dealing with um the isolation because I feel like a lot of what I'm like gathering is like you had to isolate yourself so much from people like also like bouncing off that I read your essay that you sent over and all I could think of is like oh my god like how lonely you sound which like just broke my heart it was that was definitely the hardest part about it because you letting people know you have these issues puts you in a very vulnerable position Mm -hmm. people are more cautious about what you're doing they're looking at you even more and I think I was able to maintain this kind of facade and like be able to keep doing it for so long because I lived by myself Uh I was in a long distance relationship with my boyfriend so I have like two maybe three weeks um in between seeing him so like if I had like a bad week and I felt like I'd gained 10 pounds I was like okay it's fine I have another week to lose this all before I go see him again um and I purposely chose not to open up about it Um, especially with him because he was one person that I just like didn't think about my body with. Like he made me feel beautiful no matter what he, I'm, and no, cause like we've talked about it now, but he's like, yeah, you know, like looking back, it was like, whoa, you're so thin, but it was also like, you didn't want to talk about it. We were happy. Our time together was limited and I wanted to make it about just being happy. Um, like your safe space and in some way it's almost like because with OCD like when you tell somebody you have OCD and then you you're doing something with them and they're like oh is this like this are you okay and you're just like oh my god yeah and I can manage myself mm -hmm. (laughs) it makes me not want to be around you if you're like that and I didn't want that to be something in my friendships I Mm -hmm. lost a lot at this point like I had a couple of my close friends, my friendships with my best friends from high school that I'd been friends with for like eight, nine, ten years. We didn't even like talk at this point. And I was hurt from the rumors that started when I came home from summer. I really didn't need that. And I don't think that they understood like how exactly what you were going through. And so it was just like the way I could isolate myself was like, fine, I don't need it. Like I've got this to work on school was a really like a good thing for me because I've always been like a very driven student and someone that like focuses on school a lot um and then I could bounce back and forth between San Francisco San Diego and my home so much that it wasn't like I was stuck by myself really like letting that soak in yeah um but you're keeping busy yeah keeping busy and it wasn't like a like sustainable coping mechanism and I remember my mom was the first person I talked to about wanting to get some therapy and like go into that and I remember with her too she was super proud of me for finally admitting it but it was Mm -hmm. like oh are you really that bad now like oh you've been back in school like you've put on a little weight like can't be that bad but like yeah let's talk to your therapist and I hated therapy you know something that you can't do in therapy is keep ignoring your problems Mm -hmm. um and, you know, I think for a lot of people it can be a good match, but the 
eating disorder center I was at in San Diego was like making everything's times 10. It was like you constantly had to check in what you were eating. You constantly had to like report back like how full do I feel right now? How hungry am I? How much did I want to throw they up? They were after making I ate? you like feel was, like, every. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's overwhelming. Um, but during that time I dropped out of my sorority that I was in. So like another point of isolating myself. Um, I took that as a way of being like, oh, more less people I have to deal with that mm-hmm. know this about me or that can see this and like talk about this to me. Um, and so I think that one of the things I did a lot was write and it helps to write. It helps to get things out. I definitely recommend that for people who are struggling with eating disorders. I know you guys talk about journaling a lot, which is a great outlet, yeah. but it's not enough when you actually need help. Um, like physical help, like yeah, when, you're when your body your is body. deteriorating. Yeah. 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 And so my next plan was to kind of get help from a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this will be a good way to like get healthier, but like still be able to be skinny. And I was like, actually, I'm going to go with a sports nutritionist because they'll really help me focus on being skinny. Um, and I think that if I just accepted the fact that I had a problem and I wanted to stop it, it could have happened a lot sooner. But mm-hmm. At this point, my priority was still being skinny. Yes. And I, I totally agree with you. But, like, actually, like, realizing that you do have this disorder is also, like, very huge. So, like, don't, like, right. and like I, fall on that. Like, you were helping yourself. And, like, a lot of people don't recognize that. And, yeah. like, that's huge. Of Like, that's huge, you know? Like, yeah. And I think that... For a lot of people, and for me, it took time. It took over two and a half years to finally be done with this. And I think that as I gained weight and as I kind of realized I couldn't be this 115, 120-pound girl anymore, I'm like a woman. I'm in my early 20s now. I have like, you know, your body's changes, whether you want it to or not. Um, And I kind of had to start letting go of that but it didn't make it any easier that I was gaining weight. And when you get used to feeling comfortable looking in a certain way, and I lost that weight so quickly, and then I started gaining it back, not so fast, but enough where it was like, oh, God, people are going to like be like, whoa, mm. she's putting on weight now. Like, that makes you anxious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like people, yourself thinking about other people, thinking about your body mm-hmm. makes you really, really nervous. And I think that now something that I like to kind of fall back on is like you notice your body more than anyone else does so like if you gain a few pounds and you're not feeling comfortable no one else for the most part isn't walking by the street like oh it looks like she gained a few pounds it's like no one knows you know um and I think that when you can it's not easy to like go with that and accept that but I think I ultimately got to a point like this was years after um being skinny with an eating disorder and worse than that is when you've gained all your weight back and you're still struggling with the same stuff like Mm -hmm. I was still binging and purging because the disorder doesn't go away like it's how your mind is perceiving it exactly and people look at you I'm like oh good she looks a lot healthier now like she must be all good and that is when I was like the worst because Mm -hmm. like all my clothes don't fit me now and like I'm still trying in the back of my mind to get back to that and I still thought that was like a possible thing um and I think like touching on some of like the ways that helped me 
realize how nuts it is is like the anxiety I had about not working out. I would wake up and it would be like summer or like a winter break or fall break sometime that I was with my boyfriend and we were together. And it's like that time I should have just been excited to be with him. Mm -hmm. I'd wake up and he'd be in bed next to me. And I was like, he's still sleeping. I need to go to the gym. I need to go to the gym. And I was like, oh my God, wake up, wake up, wake up. And I would like try to like think about how to like sneak out and go to the gym. And I'm like, Eden, what do you want this body for? Yeah. Do you want it so that you can be skinny and spend all your time at the gym or you want it to like be healthy and spend time with your boyfriend Mm -hmm. and that was a couple of times where I realized I was like I thought this body was gonna make me so happy and like I would have this like perfect no one has a perfect life but whatever idea I had of like a perfect summer body summer life going from here I was wasting at the gym I was wasting being obsessed about food I was spending the time with the person I loved the most freaking out about not working out Mm -hmm. and he just wants to hang out with me and so I think that is something that's super frustrating because I realized I was doing it all to myself um I was putting this pressure on myself he wasn't no one else was I mean society does its tricks (laughs) um but it's like such a shock to yourself to be like hey you are doing this like you don't need to do this no one no one in my life personally was like, oh, you know, like if you could lose a little weight, you'd have better luck with this. It's like that wasn't a thing. And like I'll go back to that is realizing like you think you have what you want, whether it's like if I could do this, then everything will be good. If I could have this much money, if I could lose this much weight, if I could move to this place, everything's going to be cool. It doesn't work that way. And when I had the body that I thought I wanted and that I had worked so hard for, my life was terrible. Yeah, you couldn't like, enjoy anything. Couldn't enjoy any of it. And it was so fleeting. You know, that body that I had for let maybe a year did years of damage to myself. And it's so frustrating, but also, I guess, empowering to look back and be like, I did this to myself, but I was able to get myself out of this. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that everybody has at least something to where they're in hindsight you're like fuck like why did I do that Mm -hmm. who was I how could I have gotten myself there but we went through it for whatever reason that we're supposed to learn but and I think when I finally I have like I'm a dates person so I go back to like this was the day it started Mm -hmm. like sure there's other parts in your life that contribute to a lot of people's anxieties or issues that they encounter but like my starting date was like that April of my freshman year of college Mm -hmm. and like my ending date of where I was like, I am done with this was um, almost like days before the end of my junior year of college. And I was like, I am so done with this. Like you're just like absolutely exhausted. Yeah. And it's frustrating because you make yourself sick eating so much food. I made myself sick throwing up. I made myself sick by starving myself. My hair started falling out. Like I look at pictures of myself when I was like, oh, I look so good and skinny. I'm like, hello, your hair is like all falling out. Like it's, you lose touch with what's important in your life. You lose touch with like what makes you happy, but that's almost more frustrating because you know that like you're missing out on stuff that you don't want to be missing out on. 
Um, but that end of my junior year, I was like, this is it. Like the people I have in my life that make me happy, they're still here. Yeah. Whether I'm skinny or I'm not skinny, like the good things in my life don't revolve around my body. And I think that's really important for people who are struggling with body image issues, anxiety about what they're eating, how they're looking, need to realize is that there's more beyond that. And it's not an easy thing to realize, but if you kind of break down stuff in your life and you think, okay, what was so great about like that one weekend I had here? It's like, was it because you looked a certain way? No, it's like you're laughing with your friends or like you're having a nice like romantic time with like your partner. And that doesn't revolve around your body. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that's something I always go back to. And I try to focus on if I'm feeling insecure about how I look, you know, like right now I'm like, okay, the holidays were very indulgent. My birthday month of January, it's almost March. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I've put on a little weight. But now when I do, I'm a lot more gentle with myself. And I think that everyone could probably have something they want to change about their body. Even we look at a person who we think has a perfect body, they're going to have something that they want to change about it. Um, and the sooner you can realize that like there's something else that can make you happy and that's not easy some people don't have something and at the time that I was like isolating myself and like making skinny my priority I didn't have a lot of other stuff that was making me happy so I know it's I don't want to stand here being like find the good stuff and get over yourself already Um, but I kind of hope that like now I'm it's almost going to be five years since I've had these like issue issues like you still have thoughts you still have desires um but I look back at like how far down this rabbit hole I went and like how I am now and I like feel like if someone could have told me like there's hope like you'll be okay you can get through this um it just like it gives you the hope that you need I think it's, I love what you said about now that you're more gentle with yourself Um, because I think with social media, well, just social media is like by itself Mm -hmm. such, um, so scary. I'm so scared for like all of the generations to come up and everything that you see and like just even the simple fact that people make money off of working out on Mm -hmm. a screen and and then that brings it further, like, brings the idea of value right. to focusing on your body. And, yes, there is value in taking care of yourself. But the idea, or I, I think the problem is that people stop being gentle with themselves mm-hmm. and, t- like, start really harming themselves yeah. in this case as well. And I think another thing, too, is people see someone with the body that I had and it's like oh well they just must like work out and eat healthy it's like no not saying that everyone that does right but there's more to what you think you're seeing and I think it's misleading for a lot of people like looking on Instagram like they see like a fitness model and they're like oh great if I could do this I could look like her it's like everyone's so different mm-hmm. um but also like that fitness model probably retouched her photo mm-hmm. and used a bunch of apps to like photoshop herself yeah. you know like the things that are out there. I know. And you remember you sent me one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Because, I mean, everyone looks at people's bodies all exactly. the time. And, like, we were just saying you're scared for, like, what the next phase of social media is because everyone's constantly on it. And I think you see stuff that you think is real 
Heike sent me this one clip and the girl is super skinny already, but it's crazy how a little bit of Photoshop this, a little bit of that can totally change what she you're looked seeing. like a doll it's like yeah i just don't understand you're already beautiful how you mm-hmm. are like what is the point of changing this and if you're changing your body so much on social media and then you're gonna and if you are like a social right. figure or whatever someone, when you meet them in person they're gonna be like wait this is like false advertising yeah. but you know what that makes me think if like you're retouching your photos so much is how sad it is for that person to want so badly to look like something yeah. else. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, it's like crazy. Yeah. Like it's not obviously crazy is right. right. a mean word to say, I guess, but it, um, I think it just further like perpetuates the issue of being gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it's that. so important. I love yeah. that you said that because having compassion and being gentle for yourself with yourself like yeah enjoy the fucking cookies Mm -hmm. unless (laughs) you're gonna like go into anaphylactic shock from eating them or like have an allergy to egg where it makes you super tired (laughs) like i do and i eat egg all the time still eats them and like get puts herself to sleep (laughs) but you know like do you it's your own body (laughs) but But yeah i think what you're saying is like eat the cookie enjoy life and now like my husband and i cook so much that like even when we first started dating, we still like to cook together. So it was like, how am I going to like not eat all the yeah. stuff that we're making? And you can make things and have special, you can change your focus on food from being this negative thing where like you need to feel guilty about indulging to being like, wow, I got to spend time with someone I love mm-hmm. or I got to spend time with myself in the kitchen and like make something really yummy and cool and I can enjoy this and not feel bad about it. Yeah, I think it's so beautiful that you and Michael, it's like kind of like a full circle, like you and Michael make these such crazy involved meals together (laughs) and I love it. And I'm just like, look at her, like, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful to see like how you were so far from that. And now you're like, yeah, I make my pasta and my cheese and my <laughs> like sauce and this. Yeah. 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 And I think it definitely helped me having a very supportive partner. Mm-hmm. He was quiet when I wanted to be quiet. He never pried. But when I did want to talk about stuff, he was like, I'm here. If you want to talk about it, I get that you don't. And I don't want to make it a thing if you're uncomfortable. Um, and so I am really lucky. And I'm also... I look back and I'm like, thank goodness, like, I didn't screw up my college. Like, I still did really well in school. Thank goodness I didn't let this take over all of my relationships. Um, Because, like I said, in such a short amount of time, you can do so much damage Mm -hmm. to, like, your self-confidence and your physical body and just, like, things that are normal. Food is normal. Bodies are normal. And I think now something that's just, like, important for me is – Like I said earlier, your body, if you're anxious about your body, you can't avoid your body. If you're anxious about food, you need to eat. So, like, those aren't, like, traditional triggers you can stay away from. Um, And that's a whole thing. But, like, there are triggers that you can. And I think Instagram is, like, such a big one where I find myself looking at pictures of different bodies and, like, oh, oh man, I kind of still wish I could look like that. And then I'm like, why though? What part of my life would be better if I looked different? Yeah, you'd look good in an Instagram photo. Yeah, it's like, cool. What part of my life is going to be happier if I spend so much time obsessing about stuff instead of enjoying Mm -hmm. the things that I have now? And I think that people 
not just with body image issues, but in life, like you kind of strive for something so much that you lose sight of what you have and like how to just appreciate that. And I think I also had to just shift from like wanting to be skinny to being like, hey, my legs are strong. I can do a good workout. I can go on a run. I can go on a nice walk if that's what I'm feeling like. My body can move. Like there's Mm -hmm. so many people that don't have that. Mm -hmm. And it's such a basic thing where we obsess about how things look more than they function. Oh, I love that. Um, you know, and yeah. like, why? Yeah. I, I love that you said that. I think that that uh, comes back around to gratitude. Yeah. And like how we live our everyday life is like within that, of like we can still move. Mm-hmm. Like how amazing is that? Yeah. And I think it's like also, um, it just like makes me think like how much like we need to, as women like coming together and girlfriends and just even in basic conversations of like changing the narrative instead of like letting your girlfriend be like oh I look so awful no you look great like Mm -hmm. your body is awesome like it it works like how can we like cut out the negative talk that we do to ourselves and that we allow our friends to do to themselves Mm -hmm. because I think over time and the gossip about other people's bodies and things like that um, we're feeding like a dark horse kind of in our society and totally. like we're feeding it within ourselves that like allows this sort of thought to continue to perpetuate into like real life. Yeah. And I think like a prime example of that is like, obviously like you hear your friend talking badly on themselves. You're not going to be like, Ooh, yeah, not a great pick. Not like, right. You don't look so good. It's like, no. So why do you do that to yourself? And it's, obviously Mm -hmm. easier to be more self-critical right and like I said earlier you notice things about your body more than other people do and it's easy for you to obsess about those things um yeah I'm like super guilty I am like so not nice to myself at all and it's hard because I've been there and it's not something you can snap your fingers and stop doing and you can have moments where you're like oh I feel beautiful today or like this outfit makes me feel comfortable like in now for me like if I start getting anxious like okay it's summer's coming up means shorts means bathing suits I'm like before I'd be like crippled by that of being like oh god like I need to start fasting I need to start doing this juice cleanse I need to start upping my already long workouts and now I'm like hey you know what wear a cover up to the beach and like show parts of your body that make you feel confident and don't worry about having everything else be perfect especially for uh blank it's like don't worry about having it ready for this perfect time yeah like have it ready and perfect over time for yourself for your health like if you want to go and work out to make yourself healthier great Mm -hmm. but don't do it for one perfect day and one perfect thing and I think like you said you want to feel healthier people I what I try to focus on is like how am I feeling right now Mm -hmm. if I'm eating poorly I'm like I don't feel very good and I'm not looking so good like it's not really worth it you know but it's also not like okay I need to cut this out I need to cut this out and I still go back to kind of wanting those extremes because it's easier for me to be like okay I'll just not eat any cheese Mm -hmm. ever again and my husband's like that's so dumb like you love love cheese cheese. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's like I still totally struggle with like finding a balance of those things but I don't let it take over anymore yeah um and I think another thing too is I don't weigh myself I have no idea how much I weigh right now and I don't want to. (laughs) Um, I can 
see like certain clothes fit better or certain clothes are feeling tight and I'm like okay but I'm not like oh crap better step on the scale what does this number mean and I think that that's something that like everyone needs to stop worrying about um you know I hear you can I'm sure you've had experiences like this maybe or like you know people like you've worked out really well like for a week and like you've eaten healthy and you're feeling really good and like you're excited and you weigh yourself and you're the same or you've mm-hmm. gained a pound or you haven't lost and you're like what <laughs> and I remember having a conversation yeah. with someone I know and they were like feeling so good and they're like oh but I weighed myself like I kind of want to just like give up on this now and I'm like why like didn't you just say like how good you feel about yourself like you feel strong and like happy I'm like, if the number was lower, you would feel happy, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, if you looked the way you did two weeks ago before you started doing this and the number was lower, you'd be happier than you are right now? And they're like, yeah, isn't that messed up? It's like, why are we focused on that? And, and the ironic part is, is that like, even if you're not losing the number, um, it, what's happening to your brain mm-hmm. is, is beneficial from whatever, eating well and working out. So it's like just because you're not physically seeing it in a shape mm-hmm. doesn't mean that there's no benefit. Right. And, and I think th- that's the problem is like you want to give up because you didn't get result A, but your mm-hmm. result B was even better than that. And exactly. And you just kind of let that be the new thing you're focusing yeah. on. Um, but hey, it's complicated. There's it not is. like there a is easy... A- there's a book that my therapist actually just told me about, mm-hmm. um, and she didn't know we were like going to do this podcast, but um, it's called The Body is Not an Apology, The Power of Radical Self-Love by I Sonia Renee mm-hmm. Taylor. Um, I haven't read it yet, but it's, you know, essentially like coming back down to that thought that like it's not an apology, like we're in these bodies, yeah. like this is amazing what yeah. it does, but you know, it's hard. It's when you're in those like thoughts and Mm -hmm. especially like the control of like counting your calories and making sure that you're like this and then having the anxiety around how you look and you're presented around other humans, Mm -hmm. it can take over. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, I would say um, I think that's a pretty good wrap spot for us. Um, Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. before we leave, Neg and I do GWA weekly goals. And mm-hmm. even though you won't be on that, that our next episode, okay. we, we would, yeah, <laughs> we would love to hear if you have a weekly goal that you want to achieve. Um, well, it's kind of a longer goal than a weekly goal. Oh, no. Yeah. Just started. Um, and so started yesterday was Ash Wednesday and something, two things I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be intentional with my time. So I gave up Instagram <laughs> scrolling. So I have five minutes in the morning to post because I have a couple accounts that I like. Oh, yeah. To and share on. your accounts. Um, so I post and then I can't go back on all day. And I moved my Instagram off my homepage to like way, way back. And it's crazy how many times a day I'll close a text and I automatically go to Instagram. I'll finish my email finish a call like my thumb just does it yeah and it opened up a different app now so I kept opening this <laughs> app and I was like what I don't need to be on this and it's crazy like in a day I'm like wow I got a lot more stuff done because mm-hmm. I wasn't wasting my time not that it's always a waste of time but like scrolling and like you don't see some triggers that make you not feel great about mm-hmm. yourself 
Um, so that's a goal of mine right now that I'm working on is being more intentional with my time and see you later, Instagram. I love it. A little bit yeah. of Instagram, that's it. <laughs> that's really awesome. What's yours? My weekly goal? Yeah. To unpack my belongings. And <laughs> have you kept... How was your other goal from last episode? Read more? Yeah. Um, I journaled. That's amazing. I journaled and... Um, I read a little bit. I actually, no, that's not true. I did read more. Um, uh, the Yamas and Niyamas by Deborah Adele, I think that's her name. Yeah, it's like this, it's part of like the yoga uh, sutras. Yeah. And it just, the first one that I'm reading or the first chapter that I'm reading is a, um, a talking about nonviolence and nonviolence to yourself and not necessarily in like a, don't stab yourself, but like a, <laughs> Just be be kind to yourself and how we react and um, and what we think and things like that. So that's been nice to read. Um, quiet time for myself. I have not really achieved that. Um, I'm, you know, as we all know, I'm, uh, just moved in, and so all of my things are everywhere and feeling a little bit like ah. So this week is um, trying to just find little sips of air. Mm-hmm. and and take everything kind of day by day instead of you got to get everything done right now yeah <laughs> which is how my brain works i love that yeah what about you um well i haven't read i did journal once um i don't know i think i'm really pushing to read because i used to do it all the time mm-hmm. and then i stopped be- from because I was just like too busy and like I have time to read I just don't do it so I'm gonna continue with that goal is to try and read a chapter a night or just to fucking open a book yeah start with a page yeah (laughs) one sentence (laughs) one word just touch the book (laughs) I'll just touch the book Okay, well, thanks again, Eden. Like, we appreciate it so much. We love you, and... Yeah, um, and I just wanted to to cap out on... um, If you guys don't have anybody to reach out to, please feel free to reach out to Hiker Eye or or Eden. Yeah, please share your your handles. Um, Especially for eating disorders, just because I know that it's such a not an easy thing for a lot of people to relate to when it gets super intense. Um, I did a whole post about sharing my experience and I've put up an essay, which is the first time I kind of put all of this experience to paper and it was very therapeutic. Um, and you can find that I have a website. It's with wildflowers.com and under my musings are just different things like that. And you can read my essay or we'll link it to the show notes too. your essay. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram at with wildflowers blog. Um, so you can message me about any of this stuff if you want to or not. And if you want to look at her other account with her beautiful new home that she's redecorating. Oh, yes. It's with wildflowers home. Um, and that's been a really fun project that I've started just um, sharing parts of the remodel my husband and I did. And it's a positive thing to be focusing on and spending time on so you can scope me out there too yeah and you could find us at girls you know where to yeah with anxiety whatever (laughs) okay well subscribe rate review and we'll talk to you guys later and be kind and gentle with yourselves and we love you bye